What is going on, guys? JB here with Code Fellowship, and I am bringing you guys another podcast episode. That it's right, another podcast episode recorded two in a week, but you probably will see this a week apart. Um, I have a new friend named Dakota that I've met through LinkedIn. He has an awesome story, and I wanted to bring him in to share his story so that way you feel encouraged. Um, you know, the Bible says that not to fear God and be not dismayed uh, because he will lift you up with his righteous right hand. And I truly believe that his story is one of those stories is one of those stories that um, he did not feel dismayed, even though he felt tempted to quit. But he kept going and he strived through adversity. And I wanted to share that with you guys and allow him to use this platform to encourage you who is upcoming or even rejoice and be in communion with those developers that have gone through the same thing. So take it away, Dakota. Who are you? Where are you from? And what tech stack do you work with? Absolutely. First off, thanks, Joshua, for having me. I really appreciate it. Glad to try to reach out to more people out there and give them some confidence in what they're doing in their job searches and learning and all that. Um, well, I am uh, I'm actually, it's pretty interesting. My name is Dakota Coppage. I am full stack, mainly leaning front end developer. Um, uh, I guess overarching software engineer. Uh, <laughs> I uh, it's pretty weird though. Um, I came into this field through uh, through barbering. Actually, I was a barber for ten and a half years. Ten, ten, ten and a half years. Um, it was definitely a very interesting interesting experience, and finding my route to the tech industry, finding the things that interested me, the things that needed work. And all those came from like platforms for, uh, for the hair industry, like looking at booking platforms, looking at scheduling platforms, looking at how clients interact with their barbers and barbers interact with their clients, you know, and all those different like filters. And it helped me like kind of decide what direction I wanted to go. And it was almost like every single year I just kept talking about it. I was like, I want to become a software engineer. I want to become a front-end developer. I want to build something cool that we can utilize. And it always started as like an idea for like a side hustle. I didn't know how over-encompassing it actually was, but it was always something that I wanted to do. And as a father of four girls and a husband, <laughs> I, I just had a baby seven. girl and I'm a father of three, two boys and then one girls. Wow. You're close, four. man. You're close. <laughs> I'm building the I'm building the Warby gals over here, pal. Uh, <laughs> uh, my my friends used to joke that my family's got a league of their own, so that's uh that's always fun. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like it was it was super weird, super interesting, at least to me, like how all these just kept stacking on top of each other. It was like Jenga, like. You know, you're, you're building that tower and you're trying to build it in the best possible way that it's not going to fall down. So you're building this interest of stacking on top layers and layers and layers. And eventually I'm just like, it's either I'm going to box this thing up or this is just going to fall over. And I'm just going to go right back to where I was. And I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy as a barber. I wasn't happy cutting hair. Oh, you're, you're good. We're speaking good. of the Jenga, speaking of the Jenga stack, the Warby gals, <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> It's hard to keep them out of the office. We have a bearded dragon in here, and it's like oh, the warmest cool. place in the house. Yeah. <laughs> so they always want to yeah. come in. Um, no, so, uh, yeah, throughout my 
throughout my time barbering, I just, every year, I just got more unhappy. I did, wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't in a comfortable place. I wasn't really excited about anything I was doing. wasn't excited about going to work. And I just realized at that point in time, I'm going to keep traveling down these same tracks or am I going to, am I going to change direction? That's kind of, you know, short and simple. That's what brought me, what brought me to this. And the tech stack that I've grown familiar with through school was Ruby on Rails, JavaScript, um, mostly using the React library and um, learned a lot of like CSS and HTML as we all have to, um, but learned a lot of frameworks outside of that using like Tailwind and Bootstrap, got really comfortable with the Material UI library. And yeah, um, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. I, see, I still keep gravitating toward front end though. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you on that. I went to uh, a coding boot camp, and we'll mention the names where we go. Most people on this <laughs> uh, community and show they under they know which one. Um, right. But I, I went to a coding boot camp last year. I'm a veteran, so I got to use my GI Bill due to a, like a special law, like a clause that they released where any GI Bill recipients could use their GI Bill to go to a tech school, like a, one of those tech boot camps, right? Uh, they have some for IT and then they have some for development or software engineering or data science, etc. And I made a decision to go because I wanted to further advance my skill set and deep dive into JavaScript. I, I, I tried to do it by myself. I couldn't. I was already doing HTML, CSS, working with WordPress and no and page builders and using those skill sets. And then I was diving a little bit into JavaScript and noticed that JavaScript allowed me to do some things like uh, when you open up a hamburger menu, it like does this flashy animation. Um, so it it's not only just JavaScript, but it's like a mixture of J uh, CSS and and just kind of the technology of the web browser as well, if it's compatible. Uh, so I all these things started coming to mind, but I also wanted a better future for my family. Um, coming out of the military, I, I worked odd jobs and I told my wife, well, I want to get into the career into the tech field. So I signed up for it Google certificate program, but life is just very rampant and things are changing. And then I was losing steam. I was losing that motivation. So I didn't get to finish it. I almost did, but I didn't get to finish it. I, I got, I applied to like a lot of tech jobs too. And, and I have a lot of experience, but that wasn't enough. So I was like, okay, well I get to a point where I work for Homeland security second shift. So I was like, okay, I could probably do uh, a coding bootcamp or some type of class during the day but it oh, it peaked over and it so i had to work part time so i did i did and i ended up making a decision to go with devco camp and it was great project based i learned about uh being a full stack developer in a mern stack so that's mongodb uh, express react and node and i was like huh and i I'm the type of person I do a lot of research and a lot of experimentation beforehand. So I went in there knowing just enough to get by and learn more and expand from. But I had a lot of agency experience in terms of 
web design and just how things supposed to work like philosophy right uh when it comes to like color theory and just where an element should be placed long story short what was in my head was a better paying future for my family because yeah. we already had our second boy we ha- we want to maintain a house it was you know you, you have four girls so you know <laughs> I, understand. I understand i understand yeah. so so you know you have bigger shoes you start putting on bigger shoes but you feel like you can fill them because yeah. there's more that you have to do and i think that's just the beauty of parenting and being in a marriage um it's just that's just the beauty of that that's the nature of the beast and and we try to parent too where they don't have to worry about those kind of things where their life is still innocent where their life is still full of joy and and peace unless they get the consequences of you know their bad behaviors but that's what i wanted i told my wife i don't want my kids to feel the burden that i feel i don't want to impose that on them so we talked we prayed about it and yeah i went to a coding boot camp and i am a full stack web developer but I enjoy the front end more as well. That was my spiel on that. But <laughs> I think we all, I think we all, um, I think it takes a really like, I don't want to say like a really like kind of special interest, but I, I think there are so many people out there that are so, they're so capable from the get go with like their problem solving that like back end really gravitates. It really like, it really calls them. And then there are certain people that are like very, very much like visually focused and I've always been a visually focused kind of person. Mm. I, the, the art, the art of everything is something that always hits my brain. So when I'm, when I'm looking at like the front end, I'm looking like, how do these things piece together? I mean, like, as you were talking like hamburger menus and like animations, I, I still like can recall like going to a website and being blown away by the animations that happen on the website. I'm like, man, how did they do that? Yeah. Like, is this a video? <laughs> <laughs> Well, sometimes it is. That's sometimes the, it is. That's the thing, right? Sometimes, yeah, it, sometimes is. it is. But how do you get that video in there? What type of format is it? Right? Exactly. Then you start getting into the more technical stuff. That's yep. the same thing for me when I learned how to play guitar. I taught myself how to play guitar, and I've been playing for I'm 28. So, yeah, I've been playing for 18 years. And, and I got into... From learning how to play my first Carlos Santana song to what type of wood I want on my guitar when I purchase the yep. next one. The fretboard, what type of uh, spacing on my fretboard or what type of uh, body, you know, the picks that I'm using, the strings, because I sweat a lot through my hands. Like Slash, yep. who's one of my favorite guitarists, and what, what strings should I use? And it became so technical, but I was also a creative prior to that attention to detail artist. I would draw and replicate things uh, without looking at a lesson. I would just draw it by looking at it and then starting to add details to it that maybe the original drawing didn't have, but it's because I imagined it that way. Um, So I was already in, in that and that comes I think it comes genetically because my dad's an artist. He was a musician and he was also in the military. Um, but those always get handed down, don't they? <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and I think that played a big part as to like why I gravitate to 
the front end because I was always a part of that visual expression. Like when you dive into music, that's that one's like super, super interesting to me. Um, I w- I've been I've played bass mm. for. You look like a bass guy. <laughs> I feel like we always have we always have a a very standoutish look because like yeah. man you gotta get a little bit of attention when you're playing bass man you can't just be. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta be strong. You gotta, you gotta be the one to pick that axe up. Man. Oh yeah, man. Um, but yeah, so like, like uh, you and I came kind of have the kind of have the same backstory with like music. My grandfather's played guitar. My great grandfather played guitar. Um, it just all kept being like a very much, um, just like just a link in the chain, you know. Like there's this like family history of music that just goes as far back as we can remember and it just it just continued going i changed it up and played bass and learned a little bit of piano i've played bass since i was 15 years 15 years old that's that's 21 years ago wow you didn't have to tell (laughs) Um, your age but you're good (laughs) that's fine i don't have a problem with it um i think age is a cool thing though when you look at like you know not diving like too much into it but age is a cool thing when you look at software development because there's so many different groups of people out there that yeah. are now realizing like hey i don't have to if i'm not happy with something i don't have to be stuck where i am i can dive into something else mm-hmm. and that was <clears throat> that's all i mean like that's definitely something that i can like that i can attest to but like as far as like music goes like the way you were talking about like picking the wood on your guitar the way you're wanting this to sound what kind of frets do you want what do you want your inlays to be? What strings? How are your strings woven? Are they flat? Are they right. round woven? Like, you know, like there's so many different like specifics that you get into. And that's actually what helped me with a lot of like um, a lot of my dives into uh, object oriented programming. Like it was like, what are these like, where do these things come from? What do they belong to? What do they need to work? How do these operate together? And like, what was the origin? So that everything once you start i feel like once you start with software development you start relating everything to software development because it helps your it helps your brain it helps your your yeah. wheels get turning no for sure and and you know we could also still relate it's so interesting you know it's a big i don't know what the statistic is but even when i was doing more um page builder based websites uh using wordpress Everybody who has like an agency or a web design company, I have a little small one myself, but um, they all in the background, if they're uh, like Josh Hall, who is one of my web design business mentors from the WordPress community, he played in a band. He's a drummer. So it seems like music and being a developer or some type of uh person within the design the web design and web development space has some type of musical background with instruments at least that i've noticed and if they don't um they picked it up later right Right. Um, so or they just have it there to to be cool but um but yeah i the intricacy of improvisation also comes into play as a developer right because you, you look at a problem, it's like, okay, when you're writing a song, you got to think about what pieces make sense, what octaves you have to play, right? So it can be smooth with, like, whoever's singing or with the other pieces of the band. Uh, Dan, you also 
like you know we talk again talking about the technicalities of the quality of the type of instrument you want to play it i it reminds me i had typescript coming into my mind yep. right and how That's where, where I, was <laughs> I was i was listening to a podcast uh the other day last week where they were talking about like how to break into uh typescript and the gentleman the developer who wrote the book he basic uh, he was talking about it, but the one who was interviewing him uh, said that it reminds him a lot of uh, C sharp, I believe was the language that he said, um, because it's based on types and interfaces and TypeScript introduces that to JavaScript in, in a way where it's, it's safe. And that's what it felt like when you were talking, we were just reiterating that. So, Yeah. Like and I yeah I can definitely I can I can attest to that like I worked in my first role out of school I worked with C sharp and had to get used to that and having already worked with TypeScript a bit like uh, with the understandings I was like oh this is just kind of like TypeScript this is kind of like writing a class based program with TypeScript like that's what it, that's what felt familiar to me like and then you start noticing those things like between between each other like between the different languages you're like oh well a lot of this stuff is the same it's just the syntax is so much different mm -hmm. it's 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 like okay the same for loop just written in a different way instead of using curly braces i'm using a colon or i'm using you know i don't have to wrap my i don't wrap, have to wrap the conditional statement in parentheses right they are saying what how did they forget you probably saw that jump cut his kids have just been coming in. He said he has a cool pet dragon in there, so they try to go pet it. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's that's that, guys. That's the disclaimer. Um, and I'll get permission from him if I could do bloopers at the end of this. So. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the perks of the perks of being uh, in a remote situation at the time. Yeah, uh, and and also uh, I would have the same situation as you if I was at home. Uh, this yeah. is this is our trailer property, so we hold church service here, and now it's my office, so that way my daughter can have her own room when she starts to grow. Um, yeah, so so I know, I I'm in uh, in a safe haven because my middle child he likes to pull things and he's very spontaneous. But yeah, this is not a show about married with children right now. Let's carry on with the comments. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we all know the adventures we'll have. Exactly. <laughs> I think there's all kinds of there's all kinds of resources out there that you can dive into if you really want to know what it's like. Um, right. Yeah. So you were talking about how um, TypeScript is very similar to C Sharp, and how you were um, working with C Sharp straight out of school. Yes, because I learned on Ruby on Rails. So I learned like, you know, just straightforward Ruby. And then we started using the Rails frameworks and it was, it was really cool. But some of the, some of what I realized is like, this is not where I want to be. Mm. So when I started looking around at jobs, I kept myself very open to changing languages. Like, and I, I was very, I was very much open to it. I, I wanted to learn more, but I didn't, you know, nothing, no, no offense to Ruby on Rails in any way, shape or form, anybody that loves it. It just wasn't for me. So I was trying to take a test. And like, so when I took my first role, I was told that it was, you know, it was C sharp.net. Um, and 
I was like, I was like, I don't know. So it's a Microsoft about this. stack. Full on Microsoft stack, yeah. Um, so when we started, when I started getting familiar with it, I realized like how much in common it had with like JavaScript. And if you really look at it, so like you can look at like C almost the same way, and like in Java the same way. Like they they're these they they have these like primitive types to them, but they also you know have that aspect of object oriented programming. And you're using those types specifically. So like very, very much reminiscent of TypeScript. You know, I'm not going to say that they're exactly the same because they're obviously not, but it, it really branches that learning curve. It helps you familiarize yourself and helps you tra transfer languages once you start realizing like the logic's the same. What you want to happen is the same. Where it's coming from is the same. It's just how we're processing it. How are we telling the computer to do a certain thing? Like that syntax is just what we need to learn. So you makes you makes being a developer a little bit less scary. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, you know, it's kind of like the whole like fast food or customer service role, right? Yes. It's all the same. We all supposed to do the same, but the difference is the environment in which you work in is completely different has its own set of rules, its own yep. boundaries, different uniform, etc. And that's literally the same. But it, you can go from McDonald's to Burger King. You know how to flip a burger. You know how to fry the fries. It may be just a little tweak on the fries. You know, they don't they don't got the best fries. McDonald's does. But, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'll argue with you on that, Joshua. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, Rallies Rallies has better fries. I've never had Rallies, <laughs> so I will have to uh, take your offer up on that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so man, this is funny. This is why yeah. I love conversations in my podcast. It's it's organic, organic, man. Organic, yeah. Um, but yeah, we can see it that way, right? There's right. there's these roles that they all. Uh, play a similar thing and then also too as a person as an individual professional um, when you're in your in a job right like maybe I'll, I'll stick to the fast food right because it'll, it'll be uh, easier um, I could give you military analogy that's where I was gonna go but the thing is that some people they're just your average workers right and then some people, yeah. they always uh, try to enhance their daily selves at their workplace and their career, even if it's flipping burgers for like 30 years. But what's the difference between you and the one that quit like three months into the job, right? Um, and, and a lot of it is based off of like uh, perseverance, you know, dealing with yeah. adversity, um, always trying to do a better job every time you go to your job and it's the same way in a developer's life how are you going to solve this problem differently than what you solved yesterday and it's putting on that critical thinking cap and that, i think that's one of one of my biggest takeaways from uh coding boot camp mine's was two months intensive because they were trying to stick with the GI Bill um, clause there that they had, because it was a cutoff date. If not, then this then we would have to been responsible to pay for our tuition up to a hundred percent. But for me, I had ninety percent, so I had I was responsible for ten percent. Um, and 
uh, I was able to uh, take away from school, from the from the boot camp, that you start unlocking a different aspect of your brain, right? That you you thought you were using, but you but you didn't. And I went to sleep coding in my head, in my dream. I woke up like I was rubber ducking with my wife every single time. Um, And it becomes this new thing that your your brain is trying to process. Um, Sometimes that can be very unhealthy. Right. Uh, But it's up to you how unhealthy you let it become. And that's also one of the biggest struggles in the tech industry that I hear is burnout, right? When you're working with a specific language or a product, it's like you're, you are, um, you feel burnt out or because you're working on the same thing, but that's where we have to be like, oh, how can I solve it different though? What can I bring in? What libraries or components can I build uh, to make it different? So, yeah, from your experience uh, with your coding bootcamp, where did you go and and did did you have a similar experience? So, (laughs) no worries. This episode's gonna uh, be great. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I just get I I get used to. Sometimes I don't even hear it. I'm just like (laughs) they're uh, pretending to be dragons. But anyway, um, I went to Flatiron School actually. Hmm. So I went online and. I wanted to do the five months immersive as much as I possibly like is with every piece in me. But at that point in time, you know, we were, we were shut down during COVID. I finally, you know, made the decision to go to school in you know, in the height of COVID I was shut down from work. I couldn't go to, I mean, we were in person, you know, we had to be physically in front of a client in order to cut their hair. So like there was no work for me whatsoever. Um, you know, and I won't, go down that route too much. Cause I think we all had our own similar experience of what that was like, mm-hmm. but you know, highlighting where I was at like professionally and like with my education, I made that decision to jump, jump in, you know, both feet. I was like, this is the time to do it. This is the time to take advantage of this. And it took me about 10 and a half months to, to finish just because about halfway through school, we got back into work and I mean, I was basically waking up five o'clock in the morning, coding, going to work, coming home, helping, you know, make dinner, put kids to bed and then right back to it. And I would maybe getting like three or four, maybe sometimes five hours of sleep, but it was the way that it had to be done. But I just realized that when I started, when I sat down to do it, you know, like I just, I didn't focus on anything else. I was all in and that's how I knew like I was just like okay this is where I want to be then because I'm not this isn't bothering me I'm not getting exhausted I'm not getting tired of looking at like a code I mean I think eventually we all start to get burnout but as far as like the ability to learn it was just fascinating it was fascinating seeing what like writing your first program you know my first program was a CLI and you know i did it on I'm, I'm a music nerd so i did it i did it completely uh related to shoegaze bands from the early 90s i scraped an entire website and basically had this game that you played to get more information about the band ah. and it would all eventually lead to uh exiting out and bringing up spotify to a to a clip of a playlist that i made 
of the bands that you actually got to dive That's through. Creative. It was fun, man. It was it was a lot of fun. I got really like it was just really bright and vibrant. I used a lot of like uh, I used a lot of different like images, you know, transferred over to the Axie, and like it was just it was fun for me. And when I finished that program, I was like, okay, so when I'm get done with this first point of this program, I think this is going to tell me whether or not I'm going to continue. I didn't even question it, man. I just kept going. And that's, uh, yeah, I fell in love. Yeah. Did your uh, school have like a career services program that would help you out like after or near graduation so you can build a resume and get yourself out there? Yeah. So funny enough, um, we have, uh, and I'm still in it, you know, we have an alumni for Flatiron. Oh, okay. Um, you know, we get like a Slack channel and get to really like dive in and look at different different job job postings and we get to chat with each other from different cohorts and it's it's super it's super awesome i felt you know i felt that the career services was was pretty cool but at the same time i also had to you know take a little bit of learning on my own i used a little bit of what i learned you know in the from the career services at flatiron but for the most part i really took a lot of advice from um, you know, software engineering leaders, like different, like different hiring managers and different, um, different like tech leads and different advice that I found on the internet. That, that was the biggest piece to me was finding someone that could kind of act as a mentor, if not being able to make a direct connection and have a mentor to help me out. Yeah. I remember when I saw your, that pedicle posts, uh, that caused me to follow you and add you. Uh, because it was a gentleman that was questioning uh, where you were at in your job searching journey and how you were positioning yourself. Um, and then next thing you know, probably like a couple weeks later, uh, you said you got employed <laughs> at your at your first developer role. Uh, tell us yeah. a little bit about about that, like how the job search was for you and were you cutting hair at the time still or did you result to that? I was, I was cutting hair. I was cutting hair full time at a barbershop in Denver, Colorado. It was actually a friend of mine's shop. Um, someone who got, I got really close with who wanted to give me a place to cut and still be able to learn. So I was actually using our break room mm. to build, uh, build a network on LinkedIn and that was the biggest piece of advice that I was given. It was like, you know, don't search for a job yet. Build a network, get acquainted with people, understand where their, how they, where their path was like, understand what their story is. So you can kind of have build relationships. I mean, like I'm, I'm an extrovert, man. I'll talk to, I'll talk to anyone. Like I'm, I am definitely that person. If you catch me out and about and you want to have a conversation and depending on the subject matter, I mean, usually not even depending on the subject matter, I'm all in. We can chat about whatever. If you're a barber and are not extroverted, you're in the wrong <laughs> profession. You're a psychologist, I know, I, a psychiatric yeah, right? person, everything. <laughs> like a journal. It's all yeah. it's all encompassing. I can, yeah. I've, I've learned a lot about people. And that's why, you know, a lot of people were like definitely surprised by my interest in software development. I think it's just... I think it's a negative connotation that like we are a, a bunch of like nerds, like sitting in a basement, not having a social life. And I think that's quite the opposite these days. You know, I mean, and like, I think such a different I think story. that's, um, it's, you know, 
it's kind of like a pop culture type of stigma, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so mo- many movies, funny movies, like Revenge of the Nerds, one of my favorite movies, yeah. uh, surrounding that, that stereotype and a stigma. Um, nowadays, you know, people would be way too sensitive to that, but you know, oh, yeah. to each their own. And, um, but I think as also growing up as a geek, uh, and I would say what differentiates a nerd and a geek is how many health problems you have. That's how I always saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to get mad, but Hey, this is lit. That's so, <laughs> Yeah. Not the right time to say I had <laughs> asthma as a kid. <laughs> so, you know, like staying, staying somewhat, on, somewhat on track, like, the job search was scary. It was scary. Like, I, I always knew how to get a job before. I always knew how to be a barber. I sent pictures of my portfolio over to a shop and said, Hey, I want to work in your shop. This mm. is what, this is what I've done. And it was as little, much of a little as or as much of a conversation of, okay, can you cut hair? Yes, you can. Are you a terrible person? Okay. No, you're not. All right. This is booth rental or this is commission. This is what we're doing. Here we are. That was it. I mean, like I, and I mean like and at that point in time, you know, I'm still on my own. I'm, I'm, I'm my own business. I have to, op- I had to operate as yeah. an LLC in Denver. Oh. So everything that I was doing was still based on me. So still independent contractor. I was not employed by anyone. But yeah, I mean, like during that job search, I was cutting hair the entire time. So not only was I trying to put like food on the table at home, keep shelter, like recover from recover from like our downtime, but also taking kind of a hit because I wasn't working as much because I was trying to put more time into development. Luckily, I have an amazing partner who jumped in, grabbed a job, and was helping out as much as she could. So we were just playing like ping pong with the kids, like, you know, and it was, you know, a perfectly fine situation. But you learn your lessons, like, you can't just fill out applications. You can't toss an application out into the wind and think that, you know, you know, cross your fingers and hope it comes back. Yeah. And I learned that lesson the hard way. I filled out 75 some odd applications in my in my first week and it was just auto reject i don't want to say auto rejection because i think we know that's not how it works but it was just rejection after Mm -hmm. rejection email you know i'm sorry or you know you know it is to our you know apologies or you're overqualified and yeah it's can't pay it just got it it got old and i reached out to someone and you know, they said, well, can you schedule a call with me? I was like, sure thing I can. And popped into a, popped into a chat with him. And, you know, we went through my resume. We went through my approach. And, you know, super nice, super nice guy, but definitely told me in a very direct way, like, you cannot apply to jobs like this any longer. You're not going to get any traction. You're not going to meet anyone. Build your network. Build some projects. Show what you're made of. Be consistent, be present on LinkedIn, be present on your Twitter, be present on social media where people can recognize you, have a voice, and people are going to start paying attention to you before you know it. And honestly, it got so difficult. That's where, you know, when we talk about that post, that post was, you know, it wasn't a cry for help, but it was just, it was everything that was inside of me 
that I just had to put into the ether, basically. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think, you know, so many people uh, I've seen on LinkedIn say, you know, these types of posts don't belong here, and, and you know what? It does. It does. I mean, there, there, there's a time and place when it does, right? And yeah. and you're a professional that have has you know a family to take care of. And you're trying to get to the next chapter in life so that you'll be able to not only provide, but do something you love to do while also not having to uh, feel like this is just another day on the job. Right. And and you were so like open, so vulnerable. And I think that's what got a lot of traction. And a lot of people commenting for each or a lot of people like sending out resources or their help. And that gentleman that you're talking about, that person that um, that was, you know, being upfront with you, you needed that. Right. You need a wake up call. You're like, hey, like so many people, are, there's people that are still applying to this day after a whole year or two years. Right. And they're still working odd jobs. Um and I've only heard of a, of a select fee from my cohort that got hired on uh, to, to jobs and, and a, a select few that didn't go through. And sometimes that's where you figure out, like you said, is this for me, right, as well. But well, right. It's, and I don't want to sound like overconfident. Sorry to interrupt no, if yeah. I did. Um, I don't want to sound like overconfident or like that I've got all the answers or anything. But I mean, like when I look at my job search compared to – what a lot of people have had to go through. I do consider myself lucky, but I also, I also will attest to my hard work. Mm-hmm. I will, I'll, I'll give myself a little bit of a victory lap on the fact that, you know, like once I change that, I did get a lot more responses. When I reached out to a recruiter and just tried to have a conversation, not, you know, the robotic, you know, like I applied to this job. I would hope that you would be a point of contact. No, reach out. And I'm honestly, I would, just tell dad jokes. <laughs> I would just be a, I'm a goofball, man. I would just be a goofball and show my human side. The fact is, is that you're not a piece of paper. You're a human. Yeah. Nor a, a robot. Right. No. And you have talent. Why should you not get the, get the open platform to talk about your talent? Talk about the hard work that you put in. I was fortunate enough to have a job after, I mean, let's see, I started looking for a job in like late July, beginning of August of 2021. And I started my job on January, on in January 4th, 2022. Mm. You know, the first month, two months. Yeah. were terrible because I was doing the same thing. I wasn't listening to what people were telling me. And then when I finally started listening, when I opened my ears and actually saw how it changed, Yes, it was the next week that I was reaching out to people. And yes, for every like maybe 10 recruiters that I reached out to, maybe one or two got back. But that was one or two that got back that I wasn't hearing from before. And I noticed that difference. And then like, you know, you know, due to, you know, unfortunate circumstances, you know, we talk about like, you know, adversity, you know, I had to face it myself. I had to my job ending in a a bummer of a way, but you know, like it happens. We have to roll with the punches. We have to move on. And I'm fortunate enough to now have another job after two months. Yeah. So then so you get your just, first role because you made that adjustment 
Um, and is that the role where you were using the Microsoft stack? That is the okay. role where I was using the Microsoft and stack. And then if we fast forward a little bit, you were laid off. Yeah. So, like, could you tell us, like, with discretion, right? We we, oh, we don't yeah. want to burn anybody here, but we we do want the audience to see that this is real. This is as real as it can get. Um, so, how, like, was it just like uh, layoffs? Like, kind of what's happening now, where where they're just laying off because of just they can't afford it, or they're trying to, or the market crashed, and then that particular product they were building just didn't have any pull. Or? I wouldn't. I won't speak in like just direct specifics, just yeah. because. I mean, I do have respect for the industry that I came from with that mm-hmm. company, and I do have respect for the company and uh, my co- like the developers that I had a chance to work with. With a lot of respect for them, they've taught me. They taught me a lot, but you know, there were things that happened that you know a lot of people couldn't control, and decisions were needed. Decisions were needed to be made, and I was, you know, I was one of the people that were let go and yes yeah, it sucked man honestly like if i can just just speak 110 percent transparently and as human as possible i was terrified yeah like everything and, and the way i looked at it was like everything that i just worked for is just went down the drain yeah when i read that post i was like man and i i'm not saying this for kudo points but i'm saying this out of transparency and with just the love of christ that is in me i started praying for you I told my wife, hey, pray for Dakota. And she's like, who's that? I was like, oh, it's a gentleman on LinkedIn. Um, he has like, I think, four kids. And um, he he had a long journey to get to where he was at to get to his first developer role. And then he got laid off uh, a few months later. Um, and things started looking up. But there's there was that. And I told him, like, there the with that happening, then all the news about market crashing in, in some areas, like, uh, I was like, oh man, just all this stuff. And then all the layoffs started happening. I even included, I think around the time that you got laid off, um, got laid off as well by a software development company. I was doing video creation for, and I talked a little bit about this in a previous episode when I started reviving the podcast. Um, again, I won't mention anything like people or anything, but, right. but it was, a, it was a time where, I was fortunate enough to get a severance pay to be able to cover me for a month. Um, and then we had our taxes come in. And then so we were somewhat there financially. But I didn't have any um, adverse reaction in the sense of, oh, uh, I need to fall into depression, anxiety. None of that. I, I knew what I had to do and I had to switch gears. And that switching yeah. gears, I was like, I'm an extrovert. I have a network. Why am I not using my network? So, so you see, you didn't have a network and you had to build it. I had a network and I wasn't even using it. So I look at your story and I look at other people's story and I'm like, I'm just putting the things that I have that the Lord has blessed me with to waste. Um, so then I started like applying, applying, applying. I went to a career fair and I said, no, I don't want that job. I wanted a software development job or a developer job in general. And if I don't know your stack, if you have a program that can help me teach the stack, then I, I'm all game, right? So that's what happened. And some people said, and some people like their hiring managers, I told them my story, I'm transparent. I also mentioned I'm a veteran that 
it doesn't come with clutch. It's just I am proud of uh, where I come from. And also it demonstrates to them, oh, there's a sense of leadership somewhere in this guy at the same time. Um, so I have to sell myself. I'm, I've, I've always been the type of person to have uh, the sense of like, if there are some things I got to use, I will use them. Right. Like yeah. At, yeah. at that specific time. But I, I stay as humble as possible because that's what's going to allow me to receive rejections as best as possible and then keep it walking. Right. Keep it moving. Um, but yeah, man, it's your story is so inspiring. And that's why I, I appreciate your time being here with, with us, uh, because now you go through the ups and downs and you were even trying to help people out when you got laid off. And oh, it sure. was amazing. So uh, how why not? How did those interactions go for you? I mean, I mean, like I'm a like I, I've always looked at it like this. And it this is, you know, and I and this this is I'll tie this to the punk rock community. I came from the punk rock community. I was heavily ingrained in like metal and hardcore and punk rock and like it was a big part of who I am. And like no matter what you're going through, someone might have it worse someone might be in a worse off situation. So what can you do while you're handling your own business? If we're, if we're teaching, we're also learning. If we're helping someone else, we're, we're in, we're indirectly helping ourselves as well. Yeah. Cause for every lesson that I might throw off to someone else, I might finally start to listen to that, that advice that I should have been giving myself the entire time or that advice that I know is there, but I refuse to take it because I'm just like, Oh, well, it's not going to work. Why would I say it to someone else? So, I mean, like, I, like you talk about like being humble. Like I'm like, yeah, I lost my job. You know, I was at something for six months and it was, I was really loving it. And it just kind of, you know, left my hands, left my grasp. It happened to a lot of people and everybody's facing this. Like, so being able to lend a helping hand and whether it just be like, Hey, let me put you in contact with this gentleman, I'm not fit for the role, but you might be, or let me share your post and see if it like digs in. I mean, like I failed my Amazon interviews, man. I was, I was, a, it was, it was a bummer, but man, like you've got to just be like this, like, oh, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't just sit there. You can't, you can't, yeah. you can't get down in the dirt. And I mean, like I didn't feel the after effects of me losing the job. I didn't get that, like that slight depression until I was like interviewing with other companies again. Mm. And then it hit me. You know what? That's so interesting. I actually felt, I didn't feel anxiety, but I knew that, okay, our finances are dwindling. My wife is supporting me, you know, just trying to apply, apply, apply. I mean, I get a pension from the military and that pays for the house. Um, But there are other things, right? Then inflation started hitting slowly. So weekly groceries are starting to get more expensive. I got hired to FedEx as a delivery driver. It was $40,000 less than what I was making, but I took it anyways. And they were kind enough. Um, The gentleman is a contractor and he has a company. and He's also a Christian and we hit it off. I was supposed to be there for an interview and he hired me. Uh, not only because it's not because I was a Christian, but because of how uh, relational, relatable I am and how we spoke. And it felt like we knew each other. And it was like, 
and you're going to have another kid and we're going to give you, we're going to start you off at this and stuff like that. And it was like, wow. And, and for me, it's like, God was in all of it. Like this was just God. It wasn't just me. Like I did my job to stay firm, to look straight at the mission in the eye and persevere right through. And well, his will worked out and boom, I, I went to that. But I kept applying because I knew that's not where I wanted to be. Right. I I kept applying, applying. And then I got a bunch of interviews and I didn't have the time to do these interviews. Um, I had a time where I already asked him if I could take time off because it was already pre like uh, premeditated time. Right. Already uh, scheduled time off that I already had with these people and they were interviews. Um, So I did that. And then there was one interview that just went really bad because the interviewer uh, basically was unprofessional and insulted me uh, in a way. And then I did technical interviews. When I went to the technical interviews, when I started to feel, wow, all that weight, right? I, I cried. My wife would tell you, I cried when I told any. I doubted myself and then they gave me a problem that had nothing to do with the actual job itself, uh, per se, but it was a senior role, which is interesting. Uh, and I'm not a senior, but I gave it a shot. I gave it a shot. If it wasn't for me, then they were probably going to create a position for me. And that's something that I learned. You know, they companies may not have a certain position, but they'll find a a way, a method to build a position for you. And that could be a new department in of itself. But long story short, if we, if we fast forward, I got, I got an interview with a company I've been talking to a software developer from since I started the boot camp, And he gave me, uh, just kind of like a picture of what exactly, uh, they look for from the graduates. And then I also applied, but I didn't see that it said remote on it. So I took a risk and I went in and I got an interview. Then I got another interview, but there was holidays. So that took longer. And I'm like, Hmm. And then I prayed about it. I kept applying and I just worked at FedEx with the smile and I, I love meeting new people. So there's that. And I was in a lot of pain because of my disabilities. But long, but Lord and behold, there comes that last interview. I'm like, oh. And then I have Northern yeah. Brumham and then Layer 1. And then they're like, um, we'd like to offer you. And then we would like to offer you. Yep. And I, I chose the one that best fit. Um, that the Lord placed in my heart to choose. And that was it. And that's where I'm at. I'm a UI UX developer for layer one. I'm doing some really cool stuff with like, um, uh, I'm in a pro I'm, I got added to a project, which is a U.S. soccer federation redesigning their web, their web application for the world cup, uh, dealing with jacuzzi, the company, like the actual jacuzzi company, and then, uh, building, uh, helping build out and design like, a uh, the UI UX for uh, a commerce platform that they're trying to build out. Like it's super cool, super, super cool. And it's, if it's more organized, it was more freeing than the organization I was with prior to FedEx. 
And I look back and I noticed that I was way too comfortable at that position, way too comfortable. So boom, the Lord provides a trial and tribulation. I'm keeping moving. I, I, it only going to push me to seek him more and, and just be faithful to him and be faithful to my family and just uh, live a righteous life as best as possible. But my faith, my faith was so tested that I did not break. And I, I think that was like the biggest moment for me. It's just looking back of, I could have broken, but I didn't because if I did, then I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. I wouldn't have been able to have the courage to say, I want this amount of money. These are the type of hours that I want. This is a type of flexibility that I need. And sometimes when you do the job search, you have to let that know as well. Yeah. I mean, like I, you know, and, and, you know, Josh, we, we, we spoke before and like, I'm, you know, I'm not a super religious person, but, um, so like, but I think that we all kind of have, we all have that, 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 that driving force with us, whether, you know, no matter, no matter where, no matter where you're coming from with it, you have that driving force. And, you know, my wife is, my wife is religious and, you know, she, she prays and she has her own like convictions and she looks out for people and she like, sure she prayed for me and i mean like sure she pushed behind me and like so even though you know i don't have i don't carry that myself it's not that you don't you don't it's not that you don't appreciate those things it's not that those things don't exist it's not that there isn't something there powering behind you like coming from i don't know where we came from i don't know where we're going i'm not really sure where i'm at in life right now i just know that something drives me something pushed me and something you know told me like hey dude you cannot feel this right now i know you want to i know it hurts i know it sucks but you've got to breathe and figure out the result maybe that's just me you know maybe it's something more than that you know i choose to believe regardless of it like you know i'm definitely an energy an energy person like there's this piece of me that just kept pushing on and you know, like you were talking before, like it wasn't until, you know, you were fast forwarding with me a little bit. It wasn't till I accepted my next offer. I turned into a bumbling mess. Like I definitely cried more than the first time I watched Marley and me. <laughs> um, great movie. It was, yeah, it was a great movie. But no, it was those those emotions hit, man. It was waterworks, and it really like, and I felt that super deep. And I was just like, at that point in time, you know, not even being a religious person myself, but at the same time, I'm just like, man, I don't know who out there is looking out for me, but I definitely appreciate them existing, and I definitely need to see more of these things in myself and not be so hard on myself because we're all our we're our own biggest critics, we're our worst critics. Yeah. Whenever we do something wrong, we beat ourselves up and we need to stop doing that and start realizing that, you know, if you can find that, it's easy, is where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, it's a phrase, right. Yeah, just just thinking that, that think, taking that so true. And that's why, like, you know, you were talking about before, like helping others, like that's where it came from. I was just like, if I help someone else get a job, you know, some people may look at that like, oh, you're help you help someone else to get a job, but you know, you're still unemployed. I'm like, so what? 
Yeah. Who cares? That person's at home. Like, mine going to get mine. They pay dividends. Um, yeah. And, it, and then when you help people, you don't – some people, they think about the reward, right? Uh-huh. So, like, in Scripture, it says – it talks about how when we do good to, to others, like, we shouldn't, um, you know, expect that there's something that's going to come back. But scripture does say that if you pray in secret to the father, the father is going to reward you openly. Right. So as as for my perspective as a Christian, your test, your testimony of God is always going to shine because the light of Christ is not going to allow darkness to prevail in your life. And that's what I see in your testimony. Right. You may be agnostic, whatever it is that you identify but I'm going to be honest with you. This is a real raw moment. Christ was in control, right? Because you have a wife that was praying for you. You had me and plenty of people, right? It says here in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will bow in all more gladness of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And that's what gives us peace. That's what gives us peace. That's what allowed you to drive through and still cut hair. God provided a way so that you can take care of your little ones and your wife. God provided a way for me so I can take care of my family too. And now we're at a position in our lives where we receive God's goodness in in a little bundle. And now we just have to trust him and continue to find him in the places where he wants us. And brother, I I just want to say Christ loves you. I love you. And this is an awesome testimony that we're able to share with people. Um, And hopefully um, this is something you can share with your kids in the future and they can see, wow, like my my testimony has been documented so that you can too thrive in life and push forward against adversity. Yeah. But now you're hired. Right. And you're not going to disclose the information. (laughs) <laughs> but it is a very big corporation and they're constantly innovating in the financial space. So you were part of a hackathon. Is that correct? Well, that, yeah, that, that they actually, hosted as well. Yeah, it was, it was super cool. Like it was my first, it was actually my first hackathon. I skipped over Hacktoberfest last year and I'm, I was super, super bummed out about it. Like, and didn't, didn't, get to participate the way that I wanted to because the job search was going so hard and I was interviewing so heavily at that time um, that getting to take part in this alone, even if nothing came out of it, like just be able to like get that kind of team simulation. Like, cause to be honest, like with the first job that I took, I mean, like there were, it wasn't a big team. It was me and a couple of guys. And like, we got to work on some cool stuff, but we didn't have like that, like that build. We were just kind of all over the place. Everybody was doing something. And to have that like team environment, like you're communicating, you're building, you're planning, you're talking, you're getting to know each other and like you're getting to know each other's strengths and you're building on those strengths and you have to have these leadership principles come into play. Mm-hmm. It's just like, man, like, the, the, you know, there's a character on a, there's a character on a show called Letter Kenny. It's a, it's a, like, comes from Canada. It's a hockey show, like hockey affiliate somewhat, but there's a guy in there called Boomtown and like they call it like Boomtown. So every time I think about like these like big victories in my head, I'm just like Boomtown. Like it just makes me feel really good. And it's that like it's it's a real like it's a real big motion with me. Like 
I see the way that other people think. I get to kind of dive into that. I get to really, really, you know, I don't want to say assimilate, but I get to really like involve myself in another person's critical thinking and their problem solving. And maybe he'd be those extra puzzle pieces that they were missing and then do the same thing for me. So that was a blast. And like, I was, I told myself like, you know what, if nothing else comes of this, I got here and I got to do this and this can go on my resume and I can look, I can tell another company like, oh yeah, we built this application, you know, it does so-and-so and you got to look for the benefit and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really awesome that you actually went through that and kind of experienced that uh, because that prepared you for like the environment that you're going to be, you're going to be in. So um, yeah, it really incredible that you also got to experience something that allowed you to uh, not stop, but keep moving, right? Because I know a lot of the people that graduated coding boot camps or they were teaching in themselves and they just lose that stamina and that steam and they're not even learning new technologies or at least like trying to be proficient in one uh, tech stack. And then when they go to start all over again, it's like, it's like they're starting from square one. It's like they don't know anything because they haven't been putting it to practice. They just took the course and that was it, right? It feels like it feels like those people that go to college and they go for many years, but they can't get the job that they need, right? right. Um, and that's a true testament about like how important it is when you have experience in, in life, when you have experience doing something like a personal project that have impacted people uh, that was functional um, so it's, it's, it's a very rewarding, uh, for sure. And, and this is an industry, it bites back at you. You always got to stay oh, yeah. at the edge of it, always up to date because things change so quickly. Um, very, very quickly, very quickly, the blink of an eye, like you'll be, you'll yeah. be writing your code. And next thing you know, this syntax is wrong because, <laughs> because an update just came out. And, and you have to also be careful updating your dependencies and, and all that. But, man. I mean, just 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 as little as, like, getting in, like, VS Code and you're, like, you're trying to use you're trying to use a code format, formatter that you have in here. Right. And it's like, oh, this, this is no longer supported. And, like, since when? Oh, since, like, two months ago. Well, what am I supposed to do now? Oh, it's now integrated into VS Code. Mm-hmm. So you can just turn this off and use this and, like, just as everything changes yeah. and it could be the next day. And so you have to treat everything like it's going to change the literal next day, stay updated, stay fresh and keep learning and ahead of the game as much as possible, yep. as much as possible. That's really going to differentiate really um, between your peers is how much you're willing to learn in a little bit of time, right? And execute yeah. on it. Doesn't have to be perfect. Well, that focus it doesn't have to be perfect. But it demonstrates a will where there is a way, there's a will, right? Uh, or it's, right. It, if I said it wrong, correct me. But um, yeah, and and that's just something that even like outside of the tech industry or the, the developer industry that I've always uh, also seen too, like even in my military career and, and also with when I worked at Dish Network, not everybody knows what they think they know you know they only know what they read in the books and then you're the type of person 
that is different because you go against the grain. You 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 want everything else and absorb everything else that could potentially benefit you um, in doing something. So, but man, we are at the top of the hour and <laughs> this has been a really interesting conversation full of bloopers and bloopers, bloopers galore. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they were cute bloopers. You know, the, the kids, they're, they're always going to be kids. And, and it, it's a good reminder oh, yeah. for me uh just trying to be better with my kids, you know, just letting them be innocently chaotic, right? Uh, but still be stern and disciplined, right? And and I, I just really yeah. enjoyed seeing your kids running in there wanting to pet your dragon. So and and if people yeah, are, are listening, it's it's a it's a bearded dragon, guys, not a real dragon. <laughs> not a real dragon. We don't we don't keep real dragons in the house, man. That's that's not that's okay. That's a big liability policy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, is there any any oh, takeaway man. that you would like to uh, give to aspiring developers or those that um, are trying to make a career shift? Like you were a barber and you moved over to being a developer. And uh, praise God, you know, for the opportunity you got now. And uh, I know that we will hear more on it on your LinkedIn. Um, but what what words of encouragement do you have uh, for those and even those that are already existing in the industry? Yeah, I mean, honestly, for those transitioning in, like, just do it. If you're scared, stop, breathe, find your find your path and go as fast as you want and go as slow as you'd like. Um, just be steadfast, learn, keep your head in the right place, keep your direction in the right place and don't give up. Like it's, it's going to be hard. It's not, I'm not going to tell you it's not, I'm not going to say that you're going to wake up and you're going to be making six figures, you know, like it's, you got to put the time in, you got to bust your butt and learn and keep your brain fresh. But code is not everything. So making sure that you still take time to yourself, take time to breathe, take time to work. So if that means that you code two or three hours a day, cool. You can do it. You'll get there. Keep learning. And as far as the job search goes, like don't, don't, don't do the wrong things and don't overdo the right things. You know, like everybody's got their own path, but you will get there if you just keep your eyes on the prize. I mean, like, that's as, it's as, as real as it can be is like cliche as it may be. Um, and to everybody that's coming in from like a definite, like huge transition, like don't forget about what was behind you. Use that to your advantage for what was ahead of you. Yeah. That's a really good advice, brother. Appreciate that. And I know that everyone watching or listening is appreciating that. Um, and, and you know what, just to add on to what you're saying, uh, everyone's going to experience something different, right? They're going to experience something different. Maybe they have to underdo then overdo, and then some have to overdo then underdo. So, you know, um, it's just one of those things like I've learned as a developer and even in classes, like there is no wrong way to code the solution. There really isn't right. You, you only know if it's the right way, if it works for you. Um, yeah. so I'm adding that on to what you're saying, because I, I feel like maybe some people can get discouraged as well. 
because they don't know where to start. Sure. But like Dakota said, guys, just start. Start. Really start. And I mean, it's fingers to the keys, right? You're not going to know if the, the algorithm is going to work if you ain't putting fingers <laughs> to the keys. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much it in terms of that. So Dakota, we have a segment. It's called Passing of the Bread. It's kind of, uh, because we are a Christian-based, you know, developer podcast, um, the passing of the bread, <laughs> and I just wanted to share this with you. Um, it, it was um, actually invented by one of our guests. So I took it, you know, as, a, as part of the show. And if you can picture the Last Supper, right, they pass bread and wine, right? So, and then Jesus said to this, to them, that if they were to eat the bread, right, it'd be his body and if to drink the wine, it'd be his blood, right? So, um, and in India, they think that we're cannibals. We're not, <laughs> which is really interesting. I learned that fun fact. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but it's hilarious. I thought you would laugh. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so basically passing of the bread, right? But when you're passing bread, you're leaving crumbs, Right. So when you share something in this segment, it's considered a breadcrumb. And if you look at web design, there are such things as called breadcrumbs. Right. Because they're they're uh, a guide of what where you came from, like the origin. Right. Of where you came from. So do you have anything to share? Any resources uh, that can help aspiring developers or maybe something you've been learning recently? It could be a movie, it could be a TV show, a book, I don't know. Um, it's up to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll start off by saying stop watching the social network and start learning. Um, Amen to that. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it's, don't, it's not, that's not real life. Um, but yeah, man, like, so there's a, there's an instructor on, on Udemy, on Udemy. Um, his name's Colt Still. And he has a JavaScript algorithms course. I, I can't recommend it enough. The way that Colt teaches, the way that he laughs, the way that he jokes and I've keeps heard, it very human is, man. dude, he's, it's, it's great. It it's great. Even if, if e? yeah, S-T-E-E-L-E. -E. Yeah. I believe that's how it's spelled. Um, yeah. It, it, honestly, like I can't recommend that enough, especially if you're, if you are in JavaScript and you are trying to master algorithms and data structures in JavaScript, He's, he's going to help you. Teaches everything from big O notation all the way down to teaching you specific algorithms. And I believe you end with Dijkstra's algorithm. So um, I would touch in on that. Obviously, algo expert, I can't recommend that enough. You, I don't believe that algorithms should be everything, but they are something and they are something that you should know. We don't have a computer science background if we are coming from boot camps, if we're coming from self-taught. We have to learn those things. You do, you do encounter them, no matter what anybody thinks. You will, you will encounter them. If you're writing a program in JavaScript, you're writing an algorithm. If you're writing a for loop, you're writing an mm -hmm. algorithm. Like you're doing something there. So understand how that works. Um, and then obviously I'm going to give a big toss up because he is my idol. Um, anything at all that Brad Traversy puts up. Yeah, Mr. Traversy. Know that name. Yes. Know that name and... Traversy Media. that name in your pocket, yeah. hold it, man. Traversy Media will teach you so much, especially if you're learning front-end development. He really, really breaks things down and helps you understand. I, I don't know why I got so excited, but 
I've never had because any. I've never heard of anyone say Traversy in the podcast besides me. I'm love sure. it, man. Um, his story alone. Yeah, to I his story. love he his comes testimony. From a very hard background. Man, I love his testimony. Yeah. And and just like you know, he said he's not religious either. Uh, but again, I see God's hand working and all that too, right? So someday, you know, someday, someday. But it doesn't take away just the type of stuff that he has brought to the industry, especially through YouTube. Um, so it's, yeah. it's really, really awesome. And just send me those links. I, I got Traversy, yeah. Algor Expert. Just send me the one for Coat Steel on LinkedIn, and then I'll okay. put that in the show notes for those that are listening. And if you're watching, it'll be in the video description uh, as well as on Spotify, since you can watch this on Spotify as well. Um, but, yeah, for me, uh, Breadcrumb. You know, I, it's your story. I don't know. That sounds really cliche. I think that's that's what I wanted to share for with people is they can hear who Dakota Coppage. Oh yeah, I think of Cottage <laughs> with, with two P's. Yeah, yeah, man. Cottage cheese, coppice cheese. No, I was kidding. <laughs> Just the the, ex- the existence of the Irish. It used to be. It was Coppage when cuppage. we first came over. Oh, okay. Cool. I would like to hear um let's well, say Connor McGregor say your last name. <laughs> oh, hey, I, got I don't even know. I can't do an Irish accent at all. That sounded like blood, so northeast. Like, that, yeah, that sounded like, like, like I'm from Gabbage. Yeah, it sounded like you're from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this has been really great, Dakota. Oh, I, I really it. appreciate I your time. It. And I know that this has been a blessing for for many others, just as it's been for me, uh, you being transparent, right? Um, Where you come from, who you are and where you're at right now. And, um, you know, I I I pray that you continue to strive and then you thrive at this new employer uh, and that everything is set in stone. Um, And does this one have a relocation by any chance? I don't think we spoke about that because you said you're moving, right? Uh, Yeah, I will. I will be. I will be relocating. Yes. Well, that's that's really good. You got to start a new chapter with a new environment. So I know that's going to be an awesome experience for you guys. And obviously, no one likes moving, you know, but uh, hey, you got to make the best out of lemons. So, yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You do. Well, brother, may the Lord bless you, keep you, and his, his face shine upon you, and be gracious to you, and always give you peace. Uh, that is the pastoral blessing that God gave Moses to give to Aaron in the Old Testament, and I give it to you, brother. I I know I know that you are gonna do some great things, and I have faith that you will have this other episode and my podcast where you're going to talk about some awesome stuff you've been working on so <laughs> I'd, be, I'd love to all do right, it guys well thank you so much for listening and watching you can find us on youtube spotify all the major podcasting platforms and um if you have a question or concern hey feel free to connect with uh, dakota on linkedin i'll leave it down below i'm sure he wouldn't mind um and if he didn't I would put it down there anyways because he needs that type of traction, right? That motivation to keep him going. Um, but yeah, he's a swell of a guy. I feel like I know him already. And yeah, take care, guys. God bless. <laughs>